This episode is going to be a very Mr. Cack-centric episode, so I'm just going to go ahead and let you know right now that the me in Mr. Cack and me is going to be you, the audience, where you are the special guest. And unfortunately, you can't ask me questions, but you can in social media, so please feel free to go to my Twitter account, which is at I am Chris Cagle, or you can follow up on the Instagram page and say, hey, Chris, or Cack, or whatever, uh, you suck, or you're great, or you're pretty, because I think you're all pretty. All right, welcome to Mr. Cack and me. So on this episode of Mr. Cack and Me, I do not have a guest, so this will be my first solo episode uh, of this venture. Uh, and to start things off, because I do have a topic I want to discuss, but to start things off, just to get to know me a little bit. So my name is Chris. Uh, I go by Mr. Cack, or I go by Cack, really, is what the nickname I was given in high school, which is just my initial, C-A-C. Uh, but because it sounded like male genitalia, I think it actually became uh, something that really stuck uh, to me in high school. So, uh, that's kind of the mindset of the, of the friend group I was with is, Hey, uh, that nickname, your initials, if we say it as a word kind of sounds like we're saying cock, that's hilarious. Guess what? That's now your nickname for all of eternity. And because I like my initials, I like the ring of just saying CAC. So you could just call me Mr. CAC. Uh, and it makes me feel like I'm a professional wrestler. Uh, I really like that. So I, I, I like the I like using my initials uh, for this online persona just because I, I do I do like the nickname. It's been something I've been I've been hearing for the last 15 years. So it's 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 been a part of my life for a while. So uh, it's been a part of my life for half my existence. So I, at that point, it becomes pretty significant. Uh, so I like that. But you can call me Chris if you don't like to say Mr. Cack or if now that you've uncovered that Mr. CAC or Mr. Cack sounds an awful lot like Mr. Cock and that makes you feel uncomfortable, then feel free. Just call me Chris. Just say, hey, what up, Chris? And I'll say, nothing, random stranger. You're creeping me out. But you're pretty. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, that's my that's my go-to uh, affirmation, right? Is I'll just throw out there, hey, you're pretty. Because you all are pretty. I don't care what you think about yourself right now. I want you to go look in that mirror and say, gosh, damn. I am one pretty and sexy mother trucker. Uh, and Mr. Cack validated that by agreeing. So there you go. If I could be your validation uh, to let you know that you're beautiful, pretty, attractive, sexy, and crazy beautiful, uh, here you are. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you run with it. And I hope you believe it because uh, while I never give myself compliments, I love to throw out compliments to any and everyone else because uh, making people feel good is a, is a good feeling. It's very rewarding. Again, I would say that I'm scum of the earth garbage people. Uh, so my name's Chris, Mr. Keck. Uh, this is my attempt to make a podcast just to, I don't know, it, it feels like because I hear the voice, I'm one of those people that hears the narration in my head when I have thoughts, uh, and because this pandemic has separated me from having some of these uh, moments to just kind of rant and rave with the things that get bottled up in my mind, uh, that I thought a podcast, which everyone thought a podcast would be a good idea to do nowadays, uh, but here I am, I'm doing this. Uh, I like to talk. Not necessarily to people, I just kind of like to talk, so uh, I feel like that's a good formula, that's a good setup, that's a good mindset attitude to have to record yourself talking, right? Like, But one thing I really like to do is watch TV, watch films, watch cartoons, I'm always consuming some kind of media if I can, uh, but there was always this love for going and watching television. Uh, 
I do get fixated. I do get hooked on to series. And I, I'm one of those people also that when I, when I find something I like, I become super obsessive over it, whether that's within a snapshot or at least until I have, I have completed whatever kind of consumption to it. Uh, so if there's a series I like that I find on Netflix or something, if, if I have, if I if, the, if there's seasons to work with, if I'm coming into it late, uh, then I will burn through those episodes as quickly as I physically can. Um, and all the while, while I'm doing that, I'll be Wikipedia searching the actors, themes. Like if there's something I'm passionate about, I become probably grotesquely passionate about it. Uh, and I want to know all the things. I want to be super well versed with it. Any kind of hidden references or, or you know, off the wall homages, I, I want to know about, and I want to be super involved with that. That's kind of where my fanaticism goes into. So yes, when I become a fan of something, I do become crazy. That is the perfectly acceptable way for me to live. Uh, I think some of the rest of you out there might be that way too. Uh, so if you are one of those people that that gets super wrapped up and that you have to like deep dive into things that you're really passionate about. G good for you. Good for you. I understand your life. I understand your struggles. It's also why I take bad endings or endings I don't like or twist or lack thereof happening in series pretty hard. Uh, it drastically sours my mood if I start to, in my mind, start to fantasy book how I think this show should go or how this character arc should resolve and then it gets to the end of a season and that's not the route they go with or, or what I thought was these hidden references didn't actually tie into anything. Uh, that, that really bums me out because I've become super invested and, and sometimes I'll become over invested. So I say all of that to say this, there is a TV show that I don't feel necessarily super passionate about, like, but there is a show, there's several shows and most of them are on a channel called TLC. So I don't watch TLC unless my wife has it turned on. Uh, on the TV and she'll be watching one of her shows and then because I just can't so when something like so when something happens interesting on one of these shows I become I become a, a viewer of that show and I'll watch it and I'll want to know about certain aspects of it but the thing with these series are they don't capture me in the same way community does on Netflix I'll watch episodes of community or Shit's Creek I guess is a more more current reference when I started watching Schitt's Creek, it took me a couple episodes, but I immediately fell in love with it, and then I watched the whole series as quickly as, as humanly possible. These TLC shows that she watches do not hold my attention after the fact. In the moment, sure, I'll be an active viewer participating uh, in whatever crazy antics are happening with something like Teen Moms or Kate and something plus eight or whatever that show's called uh but there's one show that we started watching again so i think my wife has watched it throughout the entirety of its of its run uh but it's something that was recently reintroduced back into my life so i watched the first season of this show back in 2010 the show is called sister wives it stars the brown family which is cody brown the patriarch of said family, uh, as he takes on sister wives. So that means he will marry and court numerous wives uh, in adherence to, I think it's his religion. Uh, so he's a polygamist. So Cody, by the time this show has started, 
is either married legally or spiritually to three women, Mary, Janelle, Christine, and he is in the process of courting and about to spiritually marry Robin, his fourth. Uh, so that was back in 2010. They had 18 children. The Brown family, so I guess for me, let me let me just go ahead and say that I don't want this to, here's what I don't want this to be. So I have some, I have issues with this show, but I don't have issues necessarily with the, with the, with someone wanting to practice plural relationships. It's one of those things where like, listen, if you want to be in a relationship with other consenting adults, cool on you as long as everyone's aware of it and they know what they're signing up for. I don't have an issue with that. You get into weird legal situations and, and I feel like if you're prepared to walk those to cross those bridges, hey, good on you. So I don't want this to become me condemning plural marriages because that's not what this is. Uh, I also don't want this to be anything to be taken negatively to the children. Uh, these children in this relationship on this television show, this is their own thing. I, this also isn't me taking a stand against polygamist in a greater structure. This is me talking about the Brown family talking about the show Sister Wives. So all of my knowledge on plural marriages and plural relationship begins and ends with Sister Wives anyway. So uh, my comments throughout the course of me talking about this show are only going to that because I don't know anything else outside of that. I don't know anyone else in a plural relationship. Uh, and I personally, again, think if you're an adult and can consent and are aware of what you're doing and you, you like what you're doing and it involves more than one person, hey, have fun. Go get him, Tiger. Uh, but the the Sister Wife show, started watching it here recently. Uh, they're on the 14th season, so it's been going on for 11 years. The pandemic has started to fracture this family. Uh, so each wife has their own house with their children, and then the, the husband that shares these wives goes to each house individually. But because this most recent season is taking place during... Uh, the start of 2020, so the, the you get to see the beginning stages of the pandemic start to impact uh, this family that lives in different houses, uh, you began to see kind of the utter bullshit that is Cody Brown and what he believes his family to be. Now, again, this isn't a condemnation for the children of this family. They don't know. Like, they don't know any better. This is just the life they live, and if they're happy, cool. Uh, and this isn't really necessarily a condemnation of the wives. Uh, the wives are in a house with their children, raising these children, and sometimes they have a husband and father to to assist them, and sometimes they don't because he's at another house, and that's just that's just the reality of it. And, and so again, I'm not really coming after the children of the family. I'm coming after Cody, dude. Cody is a sack of dog. To Cody Brown is pieces of garbage compiled together to create a scraggly-haired doucheburger. I do not like Cody Brown. I don't feel shy, gun-shy from saying I don't like Cody Brown. Uh, but here's where my biggest gripe comes from. Cody Brown's first wife. His first wife is named Mary. Him and Mary had one child together, and I believe Mary struggled to have... Uh, more children. I think she might have even wanted to have more children. Three years into her legal marriage, because she was the first one married to Cody, so she actually had a legal marriage to him. Three years into her legal marriage with Cody, Cody's already found another wife in Janelle. And I feel like at that point, 
that's probably when a relationship started to die within Mary. Uh, so over the course of this show, if you haven't been following along with Sister Wives, uh, she eventually gets catfished because she's unhappy with where her marriage is. Uh, she's the oldest wife. She doesn't have any new kids coming out. Her relationship with Cody's probably failing because he's splitting his time between four women and anywhere up to like 25 kids so yes that's going to be a struggle um but now in the pandemic uh he's basically cut off mary and then they have this episode where he's explaining so they have because it's a documentary whatever so they do cutaway scenes like all your favorite documentary reality type shows do and in his talking segments while talking about Mary, he's like, the relationship's dead, more or less. Uh, I don't feel a spark. That's why I don't go and hang out with her. She has to show me that the spark still exists. So essentially he's saying she has to come and court me. Bro, this is your wife of 30 years. And while I understand completely that you want to be able to feel a spark in marriage... That's if, like, I understand that coming from a one-on-one -on -one capacity, but you've, you've basically pushed her aside. Uh, I feel like because she didn't provide him any more children, he fixates on the families that have more children, especially the younger children. It's why he spends most of his time with the first, or with the last wife added to the collection, Robin. You know, it's just, it's, it's such a weird character study of this guy named Cody Brown, who I think, again, is a bag of dog turds. I don't know, the, uh, just the way he talked about Mary, to add Robin to his collection legally and to adopt her children, which is actually a very cool move because he wanted to legally marry Robin so he could adopt the children she had from a previous, uh, marriage or previous relationship. I actually do like that's actually a good good on you Cody Yeah, it was 20 years. He had been married for 20 years before Robin uh, had joined the collective and I don't know like I, I feel like at that point in time you've asked the first wife Hey, you don't have any more kids for me. Uh, you don't really have anything else for me I, I need to divorce you uh, so I can marry this new younger woman who's going to provide me some new children Maybe I'm reading too much into that. Maybe I'm trying to psychoanalyze this family that's putting it all out there on TV. And, and yes, their episodes get edited. So, like, maybe we're only seeing the manufactured drama that they want us to see. Uh, but in his talking head segments, he's like, if she's not happy, you know, with me, she just needs to to, you know, end the relationship. But I don't want to have a relationship with her. But because of my religion, I will never think to divorce her, like spiritually, because they are divorced. Uh, but he would never think to divorce her in the spiritual capacity of their union. But he would be fine, more or less, if Mary would do that on herself. Uh, so this guy is a sack of shit saying, listen, I won't divorce you, but I'm not going to have anything to do with you. And I'll just leave you hanging on, even though you want to have a relationship with me. All your attempts aren't going to be good enough. So, like, if you're not happy with that, you should just leave. Putting all of this onus on her. Uh, and also making comments at their anniversary that seem so gaslighting. Like, there are so many, like, red flags of Cody Brown is, you know, kind of abusive in his relationship to her. Not that it's physical or anything, uh, but the emotional abuse kind of seems to be there. And I don't know if it's just 
the 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 editing has made Cody look more like a monster during the pandemic or if the stress of the pandemic because some of the wives have said hey you can't come to our house during the pandemic because we don't like we don't want you know we have to minimize the potential of spreading this virus like he's starting to come unglued and I don't know man just everything about Cody Brown strikes me as not a good dude uh, I hope I hope that that's just television. And listen, I don't even want to get it twisted that this is about him not wanting to be in a relationship with Mary. What? Like, cause I get it, right? Marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. Romance is hard. All of these things are legitimately hard. What my issue with him is with this relationship is that he doesn't want this relationship anymore. And he doesn't have the gall, the audacity, the testicular fortitude, whatever you want to put it as. He doesn't have whatever it takes to be the person to say, listen, I don't want this anymore and we should end it. Instead, he wants to push all these buttons to where he comes out looking like a saint. So that way, when people ask later, well, Mary left me. I, you know, I was going to be a good, godly husband to her until the end of days, uh, but never have a relationship with her, never touch her, never kiss her, never go and visit her unless she begs me to come over. I was just going to make her feel miserable in the lonely darkness that is uh, the, the life I've pushed her away into. That's where Cody is, and that's what really upsets me. Cody strikes me as one of those people that feels like no matter the situation, no matter the room, anytime he enters something, he is the smartest person there, even if that's not anywhere near to 100% correct. Uh, it, he also gives off this holier-than-thou mentality, and it's just it's frustrating to watch him in action because you watch... You watch this recent season, they'll have that episode where Mary's trying to plead her case with him of like, hey, I want there to be something between us. And he's like, well, there's not. And until you do something to really wow me, there never will be. Uh, and then him going into his talking head saying, listen, I'll never divorce her, but if she wants to leave, she can leave. And then the very next episode, Robin, the fourth wife, is like, I want to have kids, but I only want to have, but I only will have kids if that's what you want, Cody. So she basically puts the ball in his court where she makes it kind of openly known that she wants to have kids, but it's his decision. And then he feels like he's being manipulated into a bad situation that someone's already decided the outcome for him. And it blows my mind that he doesn't see the parallels between that conversation with that wife and the attitude that he treats and the disdain that he treats his first wife with. Again, dude just upsets me on many levels. Uh, he just does not come off. And, and honestly, the again, the pandemic has really started to fracture whatever this family dynamic was. N maybe fractured isn't the right word. Maybe it was always fractured and the, and the pandemic intensified and put a light, put a spotlight on these fractures to the point now it's at a breaking point. And he even feel like he even got to a point where he says in one of these episodes this season, like, hey, I don't even know if I like plural marriages or polygamy or whatever, however he worded it. And it's like, I, I actually believe him when he says that. I think he came into this because his family probably showed him this this mantra of he probably saw from his dad and his mother 
and the other mothers that were probably with his father, because I imagine his dad was in a plural marriage. He probably saw that and probably saw women of a different generation that were probably more subservient and less acting out than what modern women in this relationship, in this dynamic. He has very opinionative, different-minded, modern individuals that are in these relationships with him and, and that means they're not subservient to him and i think that really grinds his gears i think when he got into all of this he thought it was going to be i'll marry as many wives as i feel comfortable with and they'll love and take and you know cater to me they'll have my children i will raise these children and they'll go ahead and propagate the word of god which is just bullcrap it's actually just propagating the glory that is cody brown and he's not getting that. He's getting, you know, people that are talking back to him, you know, disagreeing with him, pushing his buttons, pushing him into corners he doesn't feel comfortable with, and challenging what he wants to do. And I think that, yes, over time, that's finally led him to the point where he's like, this isn't what I wanted. And I think he wanted a plural marriage. I just think he thought plural marriage was going to look like a much simpler time as maybe what he saw from his father or from other members of whatever church. I think it was a Mormon church that he was a part of or that he, I think, still is a part of. Uh, so that it just it all bothers me. Right. And Cody Brown bothers me in sister wives. The sister wives, they're fine. Uh, even though some of their personalities, Janelle, uh, seems to, to bother me. And really, you know, Mary probably has her faults too. But it's just, it's easy to feel sympathetic for her right now because she is the one uh, that's getting pushed out. And it seems like for the last couple of episodes, or not episodes, seasons, like every time uh, an episode would occasionally pop up on my radar, it seemed like, you know, it was just like further pushing Mary out of, out of this community, out of this relationship because... You know, the, the facts are the facts. She has the less, she has the least amount of kids. She's the oldest wife. Uh, she lacks anything uh, of of resource or gain that Cody could get from her. Like she's not going to have any more kids. Uh, she's not getting any younger. Uh, and you know, Cody, the godly man he is, just doesn't see any value in her anymore. And uh, Cody Brown, go fuck yourself. Uh, so that, that's me, that's Sister Wives, that's Cody Brown, that's Mr. Cack, that's Chris. Uh, I hope you join me next week as I'll have a guest on and we'll talk about some stuff. Uh, but go ahead and feel free to let me know. Do you have some television series that you feel super passionate about uh, that maybe you don't care about necessarily, but you come across and you're like, well, now I have feelings and thoughts. Uh, I had something in the chamber for teen, teen moms, uh, but I feel like I'll hold off onto that for another date. Uh, but I love to talk some TV, whether it's good TV or trashy TV. Also, anime. If any of you like anime, let me know. This has been Mr. Cack and Me. I hope you've enjoyed it. You got a little bit of me. You got a whole lot of my anger towards Cody Brown of Sister Wives. And that's pretty much the lingering like thought I've had burning in my brain uh, all week long. So I'm glad I was able to finally get that off my chest. All right. As I said to kind of start things off, you all are very, very pretty. You are probably the most attractive uh, group of ears I've heard or I've had listen to me in a good long while. So you keep being golden, you pony people. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know what genders are listening, so like I don't want to pigeonhole anyone. So you're golden, you're pony people. It's a thing. Okay, bye. See you next week. <laughs>